We are back for the season three premiere of Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy today. It's been a long time and we are super excited to be back in the saddle. Chase, go ahead and uh, take it away, man. How's it feel for you to, you know, get everything all set up again, kind of get back through the motions? Take me through uh, this morning when you woke up and knew that we were going to record today. Feels good to be back, baby. It's like that game day. You know, you look in your locker and you see the shoulder pads there, but you've had all season off and all you've been doing is kind of like wind sprints, maybe jogging around the corner a little bit. And it really doesn't hit until, especially like when I was in high school, you see the Friday night fucking lights, baby. And you come back and here we are, Chase and Josh, Factor Fantasy, Season 3, in the saddle, baby. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Love that fucking monologue, bro. That got, that got me pumped. Like I'm, I was already ready, but now I'm fucking ready to run through a damn wall. So, hell yeah, man. Now, this is good shit. Like I said, like I, I woke up today. I was like, man, we're actually we're back doing this whole thing all over again. We took some time off in the meantime to kind of get things settled up have some new content to share and that's a little bit about what we're gonna go over today you know this is gonna be more one of those state of the union episodes where we're gonna talk a little bit about our off time you know how like i said you know being back now things we're gonna cover this season other other things that are coming down the pipeline that we're going to end up covering in the future how we feel about certain stuff and then you know we'll we'll, we'll just have a little bit of fun with it today man so uh yeah i guess you know the first thing I want to ask you is what are what are some of the fun things that you did in this time often you know in preparation to getting back to where we are here today yeah man i guess in preparation i mean uh getting back i mean i guess one thing um i am truly proud of us here on chase and josh factor fantasy is uh how we've been still engaging with audiences via social media platforms to kind of stay in the loop of what content is uh, relevant, what topics are really uh, controversial in the media of the fantasy media right now. And we, we really stayed relevant on that stuff. And, and it's great. We see all the messages that are there for, you know, uh, especially like, you know, Jay Nelly and I have had our opinions on uh, things that we're going to be discussing today on new shows and stuff that are coming out and some people don't like our opinions on it some people do but we love the fact that y'all are still engaging even throughout the off season and and that really makes us feel good and it makes me feel good because it keeps me focused you know it keeps me focused on uh kind of you know what's new to come and trying to be focused on the next big thing and you know, it's great. And uh, it was a great off season just to kind of relax and refocus and uh, get everything ready for full swing. And it's it's a great time right now to really be in the fantasy genre because there's a lot of like controversy going on with a lot of these big shows and stuff that are coming out. And so it, it feels good. It's great. Uh, you know, so it, it's, it's been a great time. So that's one of those things I'd done to really stay focused. And, uh, you know, each week it, it kind of kept getting closer and closer uh, to now, but it really never hits you until finally, you know, as we even say on the summary on the show, you know, you sit back down at the table and you're, you're ready to discuss what matters. And uh, it, it's great. So thanks, everyone. It really means a lot. All your comments you leave us on social media 
um, and, and you know, always being one of those shields that guard the realms of fantasy. And uh, what about you, Jay Nelly? How's your off season been? Yeah, it's great that you mentioned that stuff because I, I also was really proud of the fact, and and this is more so a credit to Chase than myself. Chase runs the social media account, runs the audience engagement at a much higher clip than I do. And I've seen the work that he's put in on the TikTok and he's gotten really good at putting out videos and shorts and, and clips that are engaging to the audience that people want to see. And, you know, it, it just, the, the numbers themselves, they don't lie. You know, we, we, I, there's well, 150,000 views on a few of them. Just, just a lot, you know, things that are really impressive given the fact that we weren't even recording anything or putting any new content out. And the small things that he does on the side too, the little, uh, he's got one of them small microphones that you plug into your phone and he'll be doing some side stuff that is a little bit new, but it's like a full episode of, of anything. It's just kind of things to keep uh, our, our brand and name out in, in the public eye. And so it was, it was really impressive. For myself, it's been great to really take it easy, so to speak. When it comes to the podcast, it is easy to get burned out when you're nonstop recording and note taking and trying to find out ways to make things engaging where people want to listen to it. And then the back end of stuff of, of putting it all together through the audio editing and putting out a finished product for people to listen to. So for me, it was really great to kind of take a step back from all that. And there's, there's times where at least I've experienced I'm super passionate about this project and stuff that we're doing with this podcast and, and the genre itself, but it's very easy for a passion to almost become a hindrance and you kind of lose the, the joy that came with watching these shows and the whole reason we started it because it almost seems more like work versus something that you want to do. And that's why I was really enjoyed this time off because it helped me kind of re, re-energize and, and really find that, that passion back for what we do here. So that was really the biggest takeaway I had from our time off in the, in the off season. I was doing a little bit of work on the, the backup social platforms, but nothing too crazy. Like I said, I really did take this time to kind of, like I said, re-fall in love with what we do here and like, like I said all these different shows that have come out new movies that have dropped things that are coming out in the future it is a great time for the fantasy fiction genre and we're really excited to get like we said back in the saddle here gonna start talking about what we're going to cover a few things we're going to cover this year things are super fluid with us as well you know the, the, the new things drop along the way that we deem as more important than other things we'll cover those as, as a primary focus versus you know other stuff so with that being said man let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what we're going to cover some of the things that we're going to cover here this season i'll let you kick it off with some of the ones that you're excited about and you know and i'll take over from there about the ones that i'm super excited about and yeah yeah and uh just a side note i thought this was pretty cool so uh the last two tiktoks we had uh, one was 244,000 and then the other one was 144,000. So that's great. All just coming to this one, one area here, but yeah, I'm excited for some big ones, man. Of course, you know, we got the Mandalorian coming out. That's all star Wars is our thing here. You know, we're big star Wars people, but I am into some controversy. I'm interested to see 
Is this gonna be our final ride on the Witcher, man? Is this gonna be it? Like, is this gonna be the Chase and Josh final ride with Geralt to Rivia? Or do we continue on? Because here's the thing here at Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy, as you know, we cover the hottest topics. So, I mean, something that's not so hot with the audience, I mean, you know, y'all determine what we listen to here. If it's not so hot with you, we're not going to just bring it on the show just because we, you know, we really feel like doing it. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you think uh, it's gotten a lot of back and forth right now? And a lot of people are not happy with what we and we've discussed this last season. You know, I, I don't feel like they really have done Henry Cavill right. But then again, I don't know all sides of the story, but uh, and now they're doing this thing. Um, they have announced they're releasing it as like that two part split that they've kind of done on Netflix with series such as Stranger Things and that sort of thing. So you're going to kind of get that first part in June, second part in July. Of course, we'll be covering it here. Definitely want to give you guys some time to watch it. But uh, what do you think, Jay Nelly? Do you think this is our like final ride, ride with uh, uh, The Witcher as we know it, man? Sure looks that way, right? Um, obviously, we've got the big actor change where the main character, Geralt of Rivia, who was played by Henry Cavill from season one here coming up through season three, so the one that's about to drop in June. I think June 29th is the release date for the part one. And then, you, like you mentioned, July something is going to be the part two release of that. So from the beginning of The Witcher up until the end of the summer... We've known The Witcher through the main character of a certain actor, and in, in our estimation, he's played the role very well. And the rumors, obviously, are that there was just a lot of creative differences between the directors, the producers, the writers, and, and Henry Cavill himself, and them wanting to go in a different direction and not follow so closely to the source material, and that really seemed to uh, be a breaking point for Henry Cavill. And so... It looks as if it's going to be the end of The Witcher as we know it. Just And this is something that we had talked about last year as well. Look, I don't mind if you change the direction of where a show's going. Maybe you kill off, off Geralt, which is kind of silly because obviously we know through the books and the video games it's not the case at this, at this point. Um, but you, it's really hard to have an audience really digest a main character actor switch in the what's going to be the fourth season of the show. That's very similar to, let's say, they changed Daniel Radcliffe and the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire to some new actor for the Order of the Phoenix to the rest of the Harry Potter series. Like You're going to be like, what the fuck is this? So, and it's not a knock on... Liam Hemsworth, because that's who is rumored to replace him. I guess actually this confirmed uh, that Liam Hemsworth will replace him. It's not a knock on him. Maybe he'll do the role justice. It's just from a show perspective, it's really hard to get us used to a certain type of acting, a certain type of uh, format of the show being closely based off of the source material to going away from that and changing the main character keeping him the same it's still gonna be Geralt Rivia but now it's it's gonna be Liam Hemsworth uh, taking over the role so 
it, it's interesting. And you know, one thing I do want to say, and what I really do hope for, because it does seem that everyone besides Netflix is doing our man uh, Henry Cavill dirty. Although I know The Witcher is a Netflix original. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm not sure. Let me ask you this, Chase. So I, I've got my facts straight. What, what is the uh, new show he's doing, and what streaming service is putting is, was on that platform? So, from what I've heard, that's been confirmed that he signed on. So, of course, you never know what will fall in the cracks between time of stuff airing. But he signed on for that Warhammer show on Amazon, which makes sense to me that he would sign on. Of course, a, he, Henry Cavill is not going to sign on some subpar streaming service. Like, Amazon is, as we know, the big uh, one of the big, I would call it, the big four juggernauts right now. And we know who those juggernauts are. So it makes sense. They grabbed him up. I wish I knew more about Warhammer. I'm, I don't know a whole lot about it. Honestly, I know it's kind of like D and D or something from what I've heard. If you know more about it, definitely let us know, uh, reach out to us via social media. Love to hear from you, but, uh, interesting. I mean, but, uh, the way, what I will say on my comment on that, clearly they showed him that, they're going to kind of support him and what his vision is for that. Because I do not see Henry Cavill just going to do something without having support from the writers. And I think this is the problem here with uh, The Witcher as we know it, man. Yeah, and so I guess to to circle back on my original point, I, I mentioned that DC had done Henry Cavill Dirty and Netflix has done Henry Cavill Dirty now and now he's moved on to Amazon. I just wasn't sure if Warhammer was going to be a Netflix show, a Max show, or a Netflix show. I was just unsure. So I didn't want to throw Netflix under the bus if they re-signed on Warhammer and you know whatever. But it seems like that's going to be an Amazon show. Then, yeah, it's just it, what I'm hoping, hope against hope, is now that he's out of contract with DC for Superman and he's out of contract with The Witcher for Netflix I my hope is that he has additional time obviously this Warhammer show is probably going to take a lot of it but I guess secretly I'm crossing my fingers that Netflix is going to see how much of a drop off their original series The Witcher is going to take a hit on without him as, as the lead character and maybe they rethink their strategy and re-sign him now that he won't be so packed with doing DC as you know Superman on the side. It was really, it's gonna be really hard if he was doing Superman and Warhammer and all this, but you know maybe he could do more than one project if they come to terms. So I guess I, I'm still holding out a fool's hope that they can come to terms and we can continue on with The Witcher because that's one of my favorite new shows that came out within the past four years. So. I, I, yeah, I, me, I'm just secretly, selfishly hoping they can somehow still reconcile. It's probably not likely. So, you know, to answer your original question, is this the end of The Witcher as we know it? And how are we going to hear, you know, cover it going forward? It's just, I think it's all up in the air. I don't think there's any set, uh, you know, set ways to answer that i think we're gonna see what happens and maybe we'll watch it and then if we're like dude absolutely not maybe we just move we move away from it but maybe we're like hey you know this isn't so bad well maybe we'll, we'll continue on but um definitely gonna miss it the way that it was up to this point and like i said hopefully you know i'm crossing my fingers we can get some sort of reconciliation but what are your thoughts on it 
I feel like Harry Styles should be playing right now, man. You know it's not the same as it was. <laughs> That's what I feel like, man. I mean, my thoughts are, unfortunately, like, I mean, for those of y'all that have reached out, you know, this is going to end up like Westworld. <laughs> I mean, you see, we're not covering Westworld no more. HBO playing old removed that shit from the platform. So we're not going to cover something you can't even fucking watch. And I loved Westworld. That was my thing. I loved The Witcher. I was really hoping this show was going to be the next big thing that competed with the rings of power and of course the hbo juggernaut house of the dragon right now i don't know i don't know i personally the only way i i think you would even have a chance on this is if you figured out a way to spin it back into the lore and you just let siri take over and I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> like, I just don't see it. It'd be one thing if you already didn't have the drama going on. But you've spun this in such a way that this is now a damn public nightmare. Is <laughs> what this is. So you're fighting an uphill battle at this point. And what's funny is they dropped that trailer Netflix did for The Witcher a couple months ago. And I looked on the comments on YouTube and it was just comment after comment. It was never like, can't wait, so excited. It was like, the final season. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> so ready for the end. <laughs> so I don't I don't know, man. But, uh, you know, but uh, it'll be a good send-off. But, okay, what's another series you're excited for? Well, just to year? kind of finish up my final thoughts on that, because you made a good point. We thought that The Witcher is going to be one of these joggernauts competing with the house of the dragon rings of power and the other streaming service shows i remember when we first started netflix one of my biggest takeaways from the first season of the witcher was i, I believe this was the netflix's answer to game of thrones because this was before house of the dragon came out so it's just really sad, sad to see that that <laughs> might not be the case it's, it's trending like that's not gonna be the case anymore so i look kind of foolish saying that this is the Netflix's answer to Game of Thrones now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, no, another one, and, you know, just to kind of transition into these other big joggernauts that we were talking about, uh, Rings of Power. That's going to be one of the things that we're going to cover here on Season 3 of Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy. And there's been a lot of mixed reviews about that as well. And, and to me, that's really exciting because, you know, it's polarizing one way or the other. People either love it, people, some people hate it. You know, I remember talking to Chase about it after he watched the first episode, and he's like, dude, this shit sucks. And I was like, nah, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you I like it. I'm, this is why I like it. Just give us some time. And I think by the end, I don't know if Chase liked it as much as I did, but he seemed to have come around at least a little bit on it. And I'll let him you know, give his actual thoughts on it instead of speaking for him. But, yeah, that's going to be one of the bigger things that we cover this season, too. So uh, that's exciting. And, you know, it's, it's Amazon's biggest show right now likely before this this warhammer thing comes out and i still think depending on how they do it because the budget's there that uh, it's still probably going to be their biggest show amazon's biggest show for now um yeah man so i don't know you give, give me your give us give everyone your actual thoughts uh, on the rings of power without you know obviously going into the show in, in detail that we'll cover when we start breaking down the episodes later on this season but yeah give it give us your, your overall initial thoughts on it yeah, I thought it was good, man. I mean, I think a lot of people have had a lot of hate for it because it kind of goes 
more on its own lore in a way and more towards like the Silmarillion but there's not really anything you can base that shit on like they've done the three main books and dear lord the hobbit was a fucking disaster we're not covering that shit <laughs> i fucking refuse man that was a fucking shit fest but point being is i didn't think it was bad like a lot of people have i mean now granted when i first was watching it i think because like from where we covered lord of the rings and like in my mind i still had like that big ass battle from the two towers in my mind <laughs> where you know they're standing on the on the big uh tower there and like the orcs are coming right at him and i expected that like all through the first episode and it was very um building in in a way though i can step back and really appreciate that because it was really building the character bond and really the character growth and development because i guess this is uh from what i've heard it's already been set in for five seasons so we're going to be on this for a long time coming so i i appreciated it i thought it was i thought like the battles that were there were very good the character development was phenomenal uh people are giving it shit because it doesn't really go too much into the lore but also people just want to start a fire because they love to watch shit burn in the words of the joker man so i truly didn't mind it i didn't think it was that bad now is it like did i like it as much as house of the dragon i guess i'll know that once we revisit it this season and i'll see but i thought it was good i didn't think it was bad so don't want to go into any spoilers but uh one thing I did like was I did like to see Galadriel kick some ass on screen. I thought that was really cool. So definitely stepping back into the past on this one. Uh, so we'll we'll see where it goes. I think it was good. What do you think about it? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I really did. And I think that's an unpopular opinion, especially for people like you and I who run a show where we break down and review and give our thoughts on it and are supposed to be some of the subject matter experts as we consider ourselves at this and so I think kind of surprised certain people that me of all of all of us because I usually complain about a lot of shit uh, actually liked it <laughs> probably a little bit more than you did and I don't think that went over very well with everyone and that's okay because you know that's what this is about we're all going to have differing opinions and this is one of the newer shows that came out where I'm impressed and I'm excited and I you, we'll talk more about it as it goes but I just really think that it's hard to give a grade to a show in its very first season, and I think they're doing it right. I think that they're building along the way to give it a strong base versus just throwing a bunch of action and nonsense in your face without any real storyline. This is the first time in a decent amount of time where they've come out with a show that the storyline for me is exciting to follow because we don't really know where it's going but they're they're laying the foundation well in my opinion so uh we'll talk more about that when it comes out but outside of that we've got some other shows that we're gonna touch on this season as well let you go ahead and, and pull up the the next one that we're, we're excited about here for season three one thing i would love to also see which it won't be this season it'll be coming up at some point uh, is you know they're making an Aragon TV show, man. So that's a pretty big one. So what do you think of that? Do you think it's going to be a flat-out disaster like that movie was years ago? Or do you think this is going to be Christopher 
Paolini, is this this Disney Plus's answer uh, for House of the Dragon? Yeah, so before I get into that, I was more so talking about talk about the things that we for sure are going to cover. Uh, for, for this one, I mentioned oh, it to okay, you. Because yeah. we're going to talk about future works here in just a little bit. But to touch on the Aragon piece, I really do... I, I find it hard to believe it's going to be as bad as the lone film that was made. The, the lone film was so bad they didn't make a sequel. Like, if you guys realize, there's four books in the Aragon Inheritance Cycle. And so they they made the first movie and everyone's like, no. And so nothing ever happened from there with it. It's, it's, at the very least, I know it's going to be better than that. Could it potentially get to the level of a House of the Dragon? Maybe. I'm 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 hopeful that it will. Disney definitely has the budget to do certain things that maybe other companies don't have, right? So I, I just remember how upset I was when I saw the dragon Safira on screen. It looked like a fucking horse with wings. It really bothered me, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even think that movie was the fucking same as that book from what I remember. I remember watching that movie. I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. And and then even worse was that came out like right around the time of Lord of the Rings, the fellowship. So you were expecting something like the fellowship of the rings and that movie let down my childhood, but hopefully Christopher Paolini can finally save it. So thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. (laughs) But back to you, man. I don't necessarily think it's a Christopher Paolini problem. You know, he sold the rights to the make a film and I don't know how, involved he was in the creation of it i think he may have just sold the rights and then when he saw what happened he was like shoot if we do this again i gotta be involved in some level but i, I do <laughs> believe like because i think the fellowship of the ring came out in like 2001 or something but the aragon movie came out in 2006 so they definitely were decently far apart from each other so i wasn't necessarily thinking it was going to be anything like that but man i read those books and i was really excited the books were really good up in, you know, to my opinion the last hundred pages of the the final <laughs> book but yeah in, in any event we'll, we'll cover that we'll probably do something similar to how we did with lord of the rings where we'll cover what was written in the novels versus what we saw on, on screen when the show actually drops so definitely something i'm looking forward to for the future i, I think that technology's come a long way so things can look a lot cooler i think that disney's got the budget to get proper actors actresses writers directors producers and ideally we get something really special on screen that's the hope you know we'll see what they do but in terms of stuff we're going to actually cover this season that we're confirmed on the thing with the mandalorian is that we're two seasons in season three is usually a pivotal point for big shows I actually haven't watched season three of The Mandalorian yet, even though it's been out for a few months. So I'm excited to kind of see where they went with it. I've, I have seen some reviews online that have said so far, in people's opinions, this season of The Mandalorian's not been the best. So I'm curious if I'm going to have those same reactions when I watch it. I, I don't let other people's opinions affect the way I view things, I'm going to watch it. I'm either going to enjoy it or I'm not going to enjoy it based on my own reactions. But it was surprising to hear because The Mandalorian, for a while, especially on COVID time, that was the show. That show really brought everyone together in terms of the old heads who loved the original uh, three movies that came out and then the, the newer people who 
have one like the, the kind of newer things that Star Wars had been doing. It was a good mixture of the old fans and new fans blending, blending it together to make everybody happy, and people were raving about the Mandalorian. So to see some of these, you know, reviews come through, I'm, I'm curious as to what what's gone on in the Mandalorian that makes people feel this way. Have you seen similar stuff, and, and have you watched the new season of the Mandalorian yet? And if you have, what are your initial thoughts without diving into it? Yeah, see, I've only seen one episode because I kind of usually like to save it for, so I have those surprise reactions for when we cover it on the show. Um, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard people either absolutely love it, and I've heard actually, this is just what I've heard through the grapevine, so I guess we'll find out when we're there, but... It goes more into the creeds and that sort of thing, which is what we were looking forward to seeing. But a lot of people don't like that aspect of it. So I guess it's going to have to be on the way it's presented. So I'm not sure. I will say this on a side note just before I forget, and I'll let you talk about this too. One thing we are confirmed on that we will be doing is in October it comes out on Disney Plus is Ahsoka featuring Hayden Christensen as fucking Darth Vader, and we're gonna fucking turn the tables on that shit, baby. Another Star Wars motherfucking juggernaut is what that shit is. So another great fucking year to be a Star Wars fan, but yeah, I don't know, because, um, you know, Mandalorian, I don't know what's going on with our franchises, man. It seems like the Mandalorian and the Witcher, you know, I don't know. Luckily, we know Pedro Pascal. I don't see him going anywhere. But uh, so I think that one's still, you know, you can have kind of a shaky, a shaky season there and you'll still be fine. Keep going on the up and up and you can turn it back around. But you lose somebody. They ain't, sometimes when you get kicked off the mountain, you just sometimes you forgot that parachute and you're just going to have to take that nosedive just prepare to fall <laughs> but that's all i would say man but i'm stoked to see the mandalorian so that's one of my favorites and i just love little grogu <laughs> grogu's my boy man back to you that's really funny you say that too because you know what i'm curious of and you said that the season three dives more into the creeds which is definitely more of a backstory and good for the storyline i'm just curious if people who were casual star wars fans felt that they really enjoyed the interactions between Grogu and and Din Djarin, which is Mando. But uh, and, and they the world was taken by storm. I don't because he wasn't even supposed to be a big part of the Mandalorian, you know. And and he's gone off yeah. and you know as of season two with Luke Skywalker. And so maybe I don't know. Maybe the people are upset that he's not as involved, or maybe he is involved, and maybe things would change. Like I said, I've not seen it. So I'm curious as to what the biggest things are, but uh, you know, just from a high-level perspective, uh, I, I think the people who've had the most issue with it tend to be more of the, the newer fans, just in my own estimation. I, I can't you know, confirm that or anything, but there's a lot that goes into a show like that, and I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to make any comments on it until I've seen it, and if any show is really kind of earned the benefit of the doubt. I feel it's like the Mandalorian because, like I said, that that drove us through COVID. That was super exciting. People loved it. It brought two fan bases together, uh, and they did a great job in season two as well. So, I'm not gonna make any 
rash comments, but I, I am also excited for the uh, Ahsoka series. And then one more thing I know that we're going to cover, confirmed for this season, season three of Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy, is obviously if it premieres on schedule for what it's supposed to, <laughs> uh, we're obviously going to tackle season two of House of the Dragon. And we obviously that was what we ended our last season, season two of Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy with was House of the Dragon, and we fucking loved it. There was a lot of good shit in there. There were some things, the time jumps, that were hard to swallow for a little bit, but the overall theming was very great, and the reception from us, we really did enjoy that. We, I, I remember on Sunday, and I was super excited. I was, I was sitting up on that couch. I was ready. I had, I had my food. I had my drinks. I'm like, nah, man. No one, no one talked to me on my phone. My phone's going to the side. I'm watching the <laughs> shit. I want to see some dragons do some dragon shit. And so... I'm super pumped that obviously it's it's scheduled for the early part of 2024, and with us normally doing a year and a half of content per podcast season, it's going to fall within what we cover this, this season here on season three. So we're really excited about season two of House of the Dragon. At least I am on my end, and I know Chase is more of a Targaryen than, than I am. So I'm sure he's you know chomping at the bit to uh to get back into House of the Dragon. I don't know, man. You you as excited as I'm about it. Oh, I'm fucking stoked, man. And I know you're pumped because you get to see the Starks on season two, man. I don't know about you. I'm ready to see Rhaenyria or Rhaenyra, however the fuck you pronounce it, for all our audience members that love to criticize. <laughs> love to criticize. But that's okay. We love you guys. So that's why That's why I love it when you criticize me. But when Rhaenyra burns the shit out of everyone, <laughs> that's what I'm ready, ready for. Ready for her to turn into a fucking, you know, you know. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 gonna be brutal. It's gonna be brutal. And we know Damon's a fucking insane person. I love him. Love every minute of it. <laughs> love how fucking insane he is. Maybe I'm a little fucking crazy. Maybe Uncle Jeremy's a little fucking crazy here. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's go. Wedding Crashers. Y'all love Wedding Crashers. You know that's Jay Nelly and I's favorite film. Yeah, maybe Uncle Jeremy's a little fucking crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, man. But I'm stoked to see it, man. And right now, everything is right on schedule where we would actually end our season. Once again, perfect timing with House of the Dragon. They're filming right now in Spain. Uh, so that is going to be uh, fucking awesome. I, I am stoked for that. Um, and, and one thing I'm really happy about with that apparently it has um it's not getting affected by the writer strike that's going on in la have you heard about the writer strike that's going on yeah actually one of my close friends he's from australia but he lives in canada he actually works for netflix he's a props supervisor he's directly involved with the writer strikes in terms of they are finding it hard to get back to work because the writer strike is affecting everything and he's located in the vancouver uh, Canada area, which is on the west coast near California and LA. So yeah, no, this writer strike is is really affecting some of the shows that were like the schedule of certain things to come out, specifically for Netflix that I know for a fact. So yeah, no, I have heard about it. He actually came and visited about three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, and was telling us about it. And um, yeah, man, because you got one of two options. You know, you kind of fold and and pay these people the money that they want or you try to find you know the replacement refs if we go nfl style remember how the replacement refs did in, oh, in that boy. season was so <laughs> bad you know so we don't want to be hiring a subpar riders it's just 
it's a tough position for everyone to be in and you know we hope it works out for the best obviously we want everyone to get their money and if the company can afford it pay the people their worth man so uh, yes, to answer your question in short, I have heard of the strikes, and uh, I'm glad that uh, House of the Dragon's not affected by that. One thing that is affected by it that I'm sure we'll cover at some point is actually they're doing the Duncan and Egg series that got approved, apparently, for Game of Thrones. So well, I'm sure we'll do that at some point, depending on how... Uh, I mean, it's fucking Game of Thrones. You know, the, I'm assuming it's going to have very good <laughs> reception from the audience at some point. But I know that got affected, so no telling when that will come out. Haven't even fucking heard any updates on the Snow series going on. So who knows, man. But we do know House of the Dragon is on schedule. Um, do you want to talk about potential so- shows? We got a lot of controversy on something that we said first here on the show a while back and uh we've gotten a lot of comments on this like oh my god why the fuck would they do that why the fuck would chase and josh want them to do that maybe you should fucking read the books that's what i would say i'll let jay nelly dive into this because people have been dying to wait to hear your opinion i've already said my piece on this shit i've already said my piece i'm gonna say it again i'll be damned i'm gonna say it again (laughs) but i'm gonna let you take it away on here i think you know what i'm talking about because that is another writer luckily because of the involvement on this that is not affected by the writer's strike and it will be the official as a lot of people haven't i i'm I'm sure you notice this too hbo has now merged with discovery so they are now called max so if you look at the app it's blue and says max now the wizarding world has its own tab in the max app now so you go to the wizarding world see all things wizarding the entire fucking collection is there but this will be the first official show of max has the budget minimum budget already has been approved for it was like right at 130 million for the first episode which was the max house of dragon had and we know house of dragons uh reception so i mean it's supposed to be the other juggernaut and uh we've gotten a lot of interesting takes on our opinion on that what what yeah i think you know what i'm talking about gene ellie Oh, I do, for sure. Yeah, and it's funny because, as you mentioned, we've been saying it for three years now. We've been saying <laughs> it for so long that we wanted to see it, and now that it got approved in Greenlit, everyone's like, no, they could have done so many different things. They could have gone on these spinoffs and made a whole universe. And I'm like, motherfucker, they're probably going to do that. But like, can we get something on screen that's correct first? <laughs> So, as you guys know, if you've been listening to us from the very beginning, we covered Harry Potter in Season 1 of Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy. And we did it in the way of mostly basing our uh, reviews and breakdowns and analytics off of the novel series. Yes, we did a comparison at the end of each novel between the novel and the film. And if you remember, Chase and I were not the biggest fans of really any of the films, to be honest with you. None of them really... (laughs) really kind of stood out there was one i kind of liked more than others but at the end of the day i don't think that they did well you know and some of the things that when i think about this in in one of the points that i yeah i remember going back and forth was the certain 
uh, members of the audience on on this was that oh the movies did fine we don't need any of this the the movies were, were done well let's do something different let's do the marauders let's do you know the the founders let's like do a snape backstory let's do all this and i'm like cool listen i have no problem doing that they can make an awesome universe but i also think it's really important that we get a heavy base <laughs> first and like the original story is told correctly on screen so for my the, my own thought process and, and how I feel about the films, I've made it known plenty of times on the show how much I, I don't like the films. But I, the best thing that can be said is that the casting for the main three was pretty solid. The plot like loosely followed the books, and that's putting it mildly and nicely. <laughs> but the production value is well outdated. The advancements in special effects are night and day different from the times that the movies were released, which is from 2001 till 2011, to where they are today. Think about it. Game of Thrones Season 1 was released in 2011, and we saw how great that at least some of the visuals came out to be in 2019 at the final season. As much as a lot of stuff was, you know plot lines and storyline wise kind of sucked for the ending of game of thrones the stuff we saw on screen was kind of fucking cool but point being is that the the special effects are nine day different between them finishing up in 2011 to where we are here today in 2023 and hbo has such a stronger budget to work with than probably warner brothers at the time even even now because of all the success that these streaming services have had and hbo is one of the juggernauts like there's amazon there's hbo and there's netflix and those are those are the big ones, man. Um, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. You're right. Absolutely, got to add that in there. No, yeah, no argument there. But I, I think that they have the best ability to give us something that actually follows the storyline that we find in the novel series of Harry Potter, while also creating stunning visuals on screen. So I don't know, man. I've always been so annoyed with mentality that the movies were good. I, I, I've, I've always said <laughs> if they were called anything else other than Harry Potter, yeah, then the movies were fine. That they were titled something else, but I do really feel like the only reason people have this skewed opinion of the films is due to nostalgia and the familiarity of what they grew up with. And I've, I've said this before too. Like imagine what Game of Thrones could have been if George R. R. Martin had finished the novel series prior to like finishing up the series show on HBO. If he had, if all of them came out, Winds of Winter, Dream of Spring, if all of it was completed, it's a very good likelihood that Game of Thrones would have been the greatest television series of all time. I really do believe that. And we have that chance here with Harry Potter if they get the proper writers for the show. And so I'm, I'm incredibly excited about it. And, and all this other stuff can come up later, but it's, it's, in my opinion, it's time to do Harry Potter correctly on screen first. And then we can go from there about creating other things in this universe. But those are my thoughts on it, man. I'll turn it over to you to give your thoughts. Absolutely. This is what, you know, this is what pisses me off. Because this is what we've all been wanting. Like, this was a dream for years like we said it for years everyone uh, all you guys that's followed us on the show for the longest time y'all are like you know we can't wait for them to do this they can follow the details of the books last time i checked there was a fucking body when voldemort was killed he didn't pull a thanos and burst into the infinity stone into ash i don't know what the fuck that was about i don't know why they dove off the astronomy tower and merged into one <laughs> i don't know why that happened i don't know why neville nagbert got the sorting hat put on him and burned into flames i i don't know that's fucking weird right here's my thing right I feel like it kind of check. I think for the longest time, this was a fairy tale. This was a dream 
that everyone wanted to happen but never thought it would actually happen because they were doing that god-awful fantastic beast shit it's like don't even get me started i don't give a shit about that why do i give a fuck i i get it like you know i it's cool like eat creatures and things but i just don't care about that i don't care about makusa i don't care about like an american witchcraft school i want to know about the witchcraft school and wizardry school we grew up with that's the deal i don't want to know about any of that other shit like i don't really care if you want to do a spinoff fine that's fine but make it about related to hogwarts make it related to that but i think it finally set in with people when they said they were going to do this they were so shocked because it actually finally happened that then they're like oh my gosh well what's gonna happen because we know daniel rupert and emma as the golden trio like we know that okay <laughs> so like what was gonna happen you're gonna wait another 70 years to when they're old and then you're still gonna be like well we sh shouldn't like do it though because like they're the golden trio that's like saying okay well we get it michael keaton you're batman how many fucking batmans have there been like all right like fine we get it yes they were the originals and i think it's you got to pay respect to the cast because it's great for what they did and i think they will always be marked as the golden trio when people see their faces they know exactly who they're thinking of they're thinking emma as hermione they're thinking daniel as harry and they're thinking rupert as ron like they're the same thing like when you you know you look at you know even the other ones like um you know alan rickman like he's dead but everyone thinks severus snape no one thinks the bad guy from die hard like it doesn't work that way no one's like oh man that's a bad guy from die hard no we know exactly what you're thinking like and that's just that's okay that's great but you need to give everyone else a chance and this is finally the chance they have to do everything right and if you haven't read the books that's fine like you can enjoy the movies for what they are even enjoy the movies and just watch them up until the point the tv series comes out and then just watch that because hopefully it actually follows the books here but i think the reason people are so mad is because they're like wow i don't want to see my image in my mind of what the golden trio was go away but that's not exactly respectful either because we haven't given this cast a new chance and also you finally have the chance to do everything right which i think that's the tough part is because so many people think it was done right because they just like showed up in the theater and it decided this is what harry potter was now that was like i say it's like a uh perspective of harry potter i mean if you want to cut out the entire plot of goblet of fire and change it to whatever that was i mean sure if you want to call that harry and the maze i would be okay calling that harry and the maze that looked like what that was it was a three second maze and somehow they found uh, a goblet that was just lying in the middle of a yard and he got transported and they had a little battle there and showed up and there was a body that's basically what happened but uh you know i i think this is the chance you have and tom felton said he's on board to play lucius 
do the cast respect show some little easter eggs in there get some of the cast to come back get everyone on board bring in both the generations this could be the chance you have to have the best most successful fantasy show of all time we know harry potter hands down is i I think it is the highest if not one of the highest selling book series of all time and we know what the original movies did like this is your chance i don't think anything else had the house of dragon i think has a chance but because it's not really game of thrones i think the only way game of thrones ever had a chance is say if you brought back john and danny like i think that's really your only chance there and it's already been so ruined in the fact of we've been waiting on the winds of winter for like 15 years like sorry (laughs) like I, i think that chance is out the window this is your one chance and that's what i'll say about this is i think people haven't really finally they were so shocked because they didn't think this would actually happen that now it's the chance to actually happen and they're like well you know we would love to see the marauders that's what we wanted did you really want to fucking see the marauders you said it in passing like five times but when it came down to it and you saw the marauders on screen you know that shit like it would be cool for a minute but you would still be in the back of your mind like wow like what if we did see a new trio what if we did see these details on screen there would be something in the back of your mind that's like what if we really got what we wanted and they did it justice? So that's my opinion. Like, so I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, and to touch on your point there, where you said, you know, if we get the Marauders on screen, what's going to be in the back of your head? I, I, I agree with that, and I know this might not be how everyone feels. But that's how I feel about House of the Dragon. As much as I love it, and I think it's such a cool series. It's still not Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? It's still not Game of Thrones. Like, like I'm sorry, not, it's not season one through season five and a half yeah. of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but in any in any right. in exactly. any event, you know, because it was just something that we had never seen before, and it just kind of took the world by storm. And so I think very similarly about this is that the Marauders could be super great, a lot of fun. Even the founders, you know, we want to go back to the founders of Hogwarts with Salazar Slytherin, Helga Hufflepuff, Godric Gryffindor, Reno Ravenclaw. Yeah, that could be fun too but at the end of the day this whole thing started from the original story that we grew up with and that's going to be the thing that's prevalent in our minds at least that's my opinion so in any event one other thing that we're going to cover in the future and i think there's a lot of controversy surrounding this as well we talk we tap into the marvel world here with uh, everything that's been built up here with king the conqueror you know, with this Quantinium show, you know, he's a central focal point of that. With Loki, that is, you know, the, the, especially towards the final episodes of that, we get an idea. Uh, it's still, it's almost like the transition between the multiverse and where it's, it's going now, the next uh, phase of Marvel. And they've kind of put all their, it almost seems like they put all their eggs in this one basket. But now we're kind of stuck in flux if we're going to keep this actor not because of <laughs> unfortunately there there's some you know personal uh situations going on on the side legally with, with this guy and we don't know how that's gonna fold out so let me ask you know obviously we're talking uh you know about the next that came to conquer the next phase of marvel but let me ask you about what you feel is, is going to happen here are we going to get another fucking actor change and we've got to really kind of hope this next individual really kind of puts into it i mean i guess the, here's the thing 
let me give my quick opinion first is that if you're going to do it you got to do it now you know, you know that right now we, this is not the whole <laughs> like and uh, he's in our mind and he's someone with this quantum thing that kind of really put us in a tight spot but if we you if we had really shifted right after loki and you know when he was first introduced I feel like we could have done a, a seamless transition and not many people would have noticed or if people did notice I don't think it could have affected where Marvel was going so much but now after this Quantum thing and, and their whole plans of making this guy the focal point of the next Marvel villain man they kind of painted themselves in the corner here that, that's my quick you know two cents on it but I'll, I'll turn it over to you and get try to get your opinion on you know how tight of a corner are we in? What do what should they do going forward? Like, listen, listen. If all these allegations are right and they get proven in a court of law, it doesn't matter what we want to see on screen. Like that stuff's secondary. Actors and actresses and, and putting together an entertaining show or movie that's secondary to real life problems. Like so, you know, this person is convicted of doing these things. Like as much as it sucks, I would rather see justice upheld and. People pay for you know the crimes that they commit, so I want to put that out there. But just from a perspective of someone who watches these shows, runs the podcast on reviewing and breaking down and, and analyzing the stuff that we see on screen, how do you think that could affect Marvel going forward? And is that going to be an untenable situation? Marvel can't catch a break, man. <laughs> You know, they saw that shit and they're just like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, this isn't even fucking real. Dude, like, they just can't catch a break. Like, this, in my opinion, this is worse. This is just my personal opinion. And, I, and of course, you know, like, I, I never want to judge, like, what's going on. I'm, I'm not in that involved in these allegations and stuff. So I'll leave that out. But as far as a character perspective you'd be better off replacing thor than doing this this is your big bad this is like the guy you built all these movies around this is supposed to be your thanos even thanos at least he was computer generated like you were fucked <laughs> like i mean i don't know man like and uh you know leaving out spoilers you know we're gonna be covering a really awesome episode next week i think but and leaving out, we'll get into that next week. But I think the villain next week, I mean, maybe that's the direction you start to go. Like, you start making him, like, the big bad then. Like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of actor changes. I haven't been a fan of actor changes since Game of Thrones. At least Game of Thrones. Like, they weren't... That's like just deciding you're going to replace Amelia Clark. Like, let's just decide we're going to replace Amelia Okay, Clark well, hold on a second. Let, me, let, me, let me interrupt you there. This is not just deciding. They're put in a really tough position because of a legal battle here. Oh, and like, yeah. So okay, it's, it's not yeah, like they're 100%. just like, hey, I've got nothing else to do. and We can't come to terms on money, so let's just axe them and get someone else in here. Like, unfortunately, with the situation, our allegations that are, are harmful to others and so like that's that that takes precedence over a show or a movie at least in my opinion so it's not that there's deciding to replace him it's like are we <laughs> yeah, gonna are we kind of exactly, painted into yeah. a corner where we have we, we do the right thing and replace him or do we do we push through because we based all our plans around this and you know maybe face the backlash we received that, that's i think that's kind of the position they're in 
Oh yeah, I, I agree with you 100 uh, percent there. Absolutely. This is I was just saying from an audience perspective. I mean, it's definitely going to take some getting used to. I think honestly, I mean, what I would do. I mean, you got to uphold justice, man. I mean, keep in mind, you know, I'm not involved in the case, so I don't want to judge anybody um, from an outside perspective. But what I'll say is, you know, you got to do what's right from a legal perspective. You have to. Sorry, you have to. You got to bite the bullet. But I think in order to maintain the audience perspective, come up with something and focus on like a different character is what I would do. I just hate when people are like, like The Witcher. We were just talking about this. This is the fucking problem. If they had like chose to like remove Geralt from the situation, I think maybe you would have a chance here. But like someone's just going to show up and be like, I'm Geralt. Like someone's just going to show up and be like, I'm Kang. But you're not, though. Like, we've been told, like, six movies this guy was king. You're not. <laughs> like, that's kind of, like, my thing. Like, you got so many Marvel villains you can do. Like, find a way. I really, I don't want to get into spoilers next week because we'll be talking about it. But I thought the villain next week was really good. I thought it was very interesting. Something like that. You can Doctor Doom or something from Fantastic Four. I don't know. Come up with something. But don't just stick someone in a costume and say like this is the guy like that's my problem like you're just random especially like even worse like i agree with you 100 percent. if you're gonna do that fine cut your losses now don't just wait till like the big film in two years and be like oh this is the guy though like you're just gonna convince us this is the guy like they're just gonna call him king and we're gonna have to assume that's it do you realize how many variants of king they're, that's what they're gonna do they'll be like oh this is a different variant though this is a different variant okay is it really because you've told us that one was the king but i i don't know man i'm not the director i i feel very bad for marvel and that they're having to deal with a situation like this and you know because it's it sucks it sucks there's not really something there's not a way you could have really like predicted something like this to happen there's just uh, sometimes you get dealt a shitty hand man and that's what happened what's your opinion yeah you know i i think it's one of those things where no one could have predicted it right this isn't something you go into with someone assuming it's going to happen you're gonna hope that people behave and follow the law <laughs> not did not yeah but again hey, listen we're not involved in the case right as of right now things are allegations nothing's been proven in a court of law so i don't want to just assume that the ruling what the ruling may be one way or the other you know maybe he's guilty maybe he's innocent we've got no impact on that outcome you, know, you and i when we're talking about it here but point being is you would hope that someone wouldn't put themselves in a position to where this is even a question that's that's right. what that that's my biggest problem you're, I, you know, obviously I don't want to talk about how much someone's making or not, but I'm assuming you're making a substantial living for yourself and you can take care of your family and people who are close to you and you jeopardize that by putting yourself in a situation where this is even a question. That, that just can't happen, man. Like, it just can't happen. You've just got to be smarter and more aware of your surroundings, I, I believe. Like, then I'm not bragging on anyone. I'm just simply stating that really marvel was put in a bad position by the actions of someone that they trusted and signed a contract with you know that's yeah. that's the biggest yeah. thing is 
when you sign something, you're, you're given a level of trust to you know assume that not only can you perform the duties, but that you're gonna also stay out of trouble, man. So that's, those are those are my thoughts on this situation with Marvel and the actor that is playing King the Conqueror. I do think that if you're gonna cut it, though, you gotta do it now before we keep building and building and building this guy. You can't sit here and hope, you know, anything can happen in court, right? You don't. You can't sit here and hope that he gets off and is proven innocent, and then you can, can resume plans as scheduled. Because then, if you do that and he's found guilty, and now you're in a really bad place in the public eye, because you've supported someone who was convicted guilty of all of all these allegations, and on top of that, if you want to do the right thing and replace him now, now it's a lot harder because you've also built this along even further along the years. So if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it now. That's my opinion on that. But I am looking forward to the next phase of Marvel, whatever decisions are made regarding this moving forward i do think that it will be fun you know and so yeah those pretty much that's the exciting part of what we got going here in season three and beyond you know we're we're happy to be back here just in the saddle you know breaking down these these new productions that are coming out we're happy to tackle things like the mandalorian season three the witcher season three Rings of Power, the new House of Dragons season two, the Ahsoka series. You know, these are some things that we're going to be tackling here in season three of Chasing Josh Factor Fantasy. And then, depending on release dates going further, you know, we're looking down the pipeline at Aragon. We're looking down the pipeline at HBO Harry Potter series. Looking down the pipeline at this next phase of Marvel. And you know, like Chase was mentioning, next week we're going to be covering uh, a really cool standalone film. We're going to be covering Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So that's a little bit of what we're doing immediately in here for season three of Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy. So yeah, man, that's some of the really cool things that that we've got going on. Oh boy, I see you got something here, brother. What do you got? What do you got? Oh man, I don't know if you guys remember this card. It's been about six months since you've seen it. Malice in the Chalice, baby. Let's get a little dosed. Last time I checked, that means the topic goes over to yours truly. For those of y'all that are new, we do have the card still on the show. Go back and listen to our previous episodes. Uh, Josh and I can play these cards whenever you want. Still have Malice in the Chalice, Great Debate, and Tipsy Gypsy. We will be playing that again. But uh, for the topic of the day, I got a couple of different ones here. Kind of interesting, really. (laughs) Yeah, you might want to have yourself a little drink on this one. First of all, I will say, you know, We'll kind of go into some of our wild moments in the offseason. I think that'd be kind of fun. Me, myself, thank you guys. I know y'all have seen some of my cosplay videos, the old cosplay. If you hear me get choked up today, I got a sinus infection coming back from the last massive-ass convention. But damn, it was fun. That shit was like a rave outside. Appreciate all the pictures you guys took with me out there. I cut the beard for once. It's already growing back, but... Never got my ID checked uh, so many times after I cut the beard because, you know, I look like I'm uh, like I'm 17 again. But I swear I'm actually 32. <laughs> so don't worry, but appreciate that. Interesting. Josh had a Jay Nelly had a pretty little wild off season, huh? So we had uh, uh, I've had a couple of people ask us about, you know, we thank you guys. For our reviews, it really does mean a lot. 
all your awesome reviews there. You can see the last one. Great content, uh, you know, all the quality on there. Y'all love the debates. It really means a lot. Um, you know, we had one kind of come out of nowhere that threw me through a loop there. But uh, I heard you had a pretty pretty wild time in the off season, huh? You want to tell us about that? Let's let's uh, play a little uh, share share the show. Let's do a little show and tell today. Do a little show and tell. Malice in the chalice, baby. Oh, man. I knew this was going to come up at some point. Ugh. So, for those who kind of take a look periodically, and we know that there are some out there that do because people are the ones that brought it to our attention. And since there have been individuals who have asked about the uh, one of the most recent reviews on Apple Podcast. So, let me start out by saying that reviews are an open forum we accept all good reviews and all negative reviews. It happens. Some Maybe you don't like the way Chase and I break things down. The show is not for you. Uh, whatever the case may be, you don't like what we talk about. Maybe you don't like the audio quality. Whatever it might be, we're okay with reviews about the show, positive and negative. Okay, That just comes with the territory. Now, there are certain reviews that have nothing to do with the show and kind of more so taken into a personal context. So if you haven't seen this review, you can go check it out on Apple Podcasts. It's a one-star review. I'm actually going to read it out loud. And I'm going to tell you the backstory behind this review just as a level, look, I'm not saying it's unfair. It's just one of those things that's, there could have been so many different ways for this to be handled in my opinion but in any event I'll get to it so let me go ahead and read off this one star review that we have received I'm gonna start with the title of the review and then I'm gonna read the contents of the review and what you'll also realize is if you look at it it was sent from a burner account the person didn't even have the decency to have their name attached to the review that they they put so this one-star review, it says, Josh Nelson is a cheater. That's the title. The contents of the review say, Josh constantly tries to homewreck situations. It's actually really disgusting. Someone would go this low. That's the review in its entirety. To provide context about this review, in why it's a little bit funny <laughs> and super <laughs> irrelevant to anything that we do here. I'm going to go into the story, but I'm not going to use anyone's names outside myself because I don't really care to make other people well known, especially given the circumstances. So I'm just going to use a he and she pronoun for the people I'm going to refer to in this story that I'll tell. So, I had been spending time with a girl that had a boyfriend. Our time spent together did cross over the line of platonic to romantic. And... I will take the blame that 
initially when things started happening, I knew this individual had a boyfriend. That That's my fault. No problem. I can take that. Now, the, the part that's annoying <laughs> is that <laughs> three weeks before this review was written, there had been evidence supplied that the boyfriend in question had cheated on the girl that I was spending time with. And after that evidence was supplied, the girl ended the relationship with the boyfriend. They lived together, they had an apartment together, she kicked him out of the apartment, all stuff removed. So, at the time when this took place, technically, they were not together, no boyfriend, no girlfriend, no title, the place that they had, completely devoid of anything of the boyfriend's personal possessions, items, whatever. So after work, my day job, I should say, I made plans with the girl to hang out at her apartment. And I knew that it should be fine because she had broken up with the guy at the time and he no longer lived there. So I went over to the apartment, we hung out, played some video games, watched a documentary, um, and then for those of you who know, when you start watching something, when you're with a girl, uh, watching something turns into we're no longer watching what's on the screen, we are involved <laughs> in, we're involved in certain activities, okay? So, and these activities, they proceeded you guys can get the picture i don't need to to explain the details of of things that happen when you're alone in a bed with a girl right <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah interesting i i i can only imagine y'all are playing cards <laughs> <laughs> yeah so obviously you can infer from there the the actions that took place. Now, I had to work my day job early the next morning, and we're talking. We're Chase and I are located in Eastern Standard Time. I had to work at eight a.m. She also had to work really early at eight something, I believe, as well. So it was about around six in the morning when. She, we had finished things up and were ready to go to sleep where she was like, hey, you know, I've got to work really early. Um, you know, do you mind like heading out here pretty soon? And I said, yeah, it's no problem. I also have to work really early. But I'll be honest, I'm a, I'm a little bit tired, so is it cool if I just take like a 20-minute power nap? I'll set my alarm for 20 minutes. 20 minutes are up. I'll get up and bounce out and all good. She said, yeah, absolutely. That's no problem. Great. So, I set my alarm for 6.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time this day. Then, in my subconscious, because I was asleep, I fell asleep pretty heavy, because, again, I had been up 
since really early the, the day before and I had just gone to bed at 6 a.m. So I'm sitting here almost up 24 hours straight. I'm exhausted. So I'm, as soon as I hit the pillow, I pretty much passed out. But I hear in my subconscious this girl say, what are you doing here? And in my head, I thought she was talking to me and I was a little confused. And so and I'm thinking, I'm like, well, my alarm hasn't gone off yet. Did I just miss the alarm? Like, was I supposed to like already be gone? So like, I started to kind of shake awake a little bit nervous of like, oh darn, did I oversleep or am I gonna be late? They got put her in a bad position. Is she gonna be late now? Just those are the thoughts that are going through my head. So like I look up and I, I look at her and I see that she's not looking at me. She's looking at the doorway. So I look towards the doorway and in the doorway, her ex-boyfriend, right? Cause he no longer lives there. And like, and keep in mind, listen, I'm, I'm a pretty intelligent guy. So when I first walked into this apartment to backtrack a little bit, you know, to hang out with her and, and play video games and, and watch this documentary, when I went over there, I was keeping an eye out for stuff like maybe like a ball cap or a hoodie or just anything that signified that a guy still lived there. And when I tell you guys there was nothing, I mean there was nothing. It was as girly as an apartment as you can imagine. There was nothing that told me a guy still lived there. So to you know get back to the present point in the story that I was, this guy's just standing in the doorway, and he you know he didn't really realize at first what was going on. Like he was. Almost, it was almost like he was excited to, to come in there and, and see her. And then he realized that, that I was in the bed. And it turned the light on. And like immediately, you know, you could tell the, the life drained out of his face. And I'll be honest. I, <laughs> I, I'll be honest, dude. I, I did feel a little bad in the moment. I was like, shoot, man. Like, as, as much as like a relationship's ended, you, you still never want to see anyone you really care about in bed with somebody else. And keep in mind, guys, like, I'm fully naked. I don't have underwear on, nothing. I am as I came out the womb, no clothes on, period. <laughs> and, you know, I, and I was underneath the blankets. She, same thing. Well, she had a shirt on, and that was it. And we're both on the blankets here. And finally, I think the, the initial shock wore off for the guy. And he starts, you know, they start kind of yelling at each other. But he, like, runs to the bed and grabs the blanket rips the blanket up and sees the I'm fully naked and sees that she's you know only got a t-shirt on nothing else and no pants nothing so he is immediately exasperated kind of grasping the situation of, of what what he's walking in on he starts like yelling certain things like you know, asking me questions like you know who am I and you know so I answer him tell him my name and you know he's like what did you mean and I'm sitting here in my mind I'm like listen I don't know how much this girl has told this guy about me, so I don't know if I should lie if, to you know save her from having to defend herself, or if I should tell the truth because you know maybe she was honest about it. And then the other thing that was going through my mind is like, dude, I need to put some fucking pants on. Like, 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 like those are the three things that were going in my mind at that moment. Do I do I lie? Do I tell the truth? I need my pants. That <laughs> that was pretty much it. Because again, I'm. Fully naked, guys. Not like a birthday suit, fully. So I was just super uncomfortable. He starts asking me these questions. So asked me, 
where did you meet? And I was like, ow. Like, like, like what the fuck's it matter? Like, you know, in my head, I'm like, like, why do you care? Like, you see what you see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And then he invent, he's like, out where? I'm just like, dude, out. Like, like, I just came from work. Look at, like, and what's funny too is that all this happened, and keep in mind, I'd, I'd come straight to her place from work. So I'm wearing navy blue slacks, and I had dress shoes. It just, it was a really awkward, awkward time. But, they start bickering back and forth, and he gets upset and like runs into the living room shouting, and she is shouting at him because apparently he lied to her. This is the what the real kicker is, is that she had changed the locks so he couldn't just come and go as he pleased. So she changed the locks and put the keys on her key ring. And I, I, I hope I'm saying this as accurately as possible, but to my knowledge, she at one point found that one of the keys on the key ring that she had made for the new locks were missing and she couldn't find it and she asked him like hey listen I'm not gonna be mad if you do have it but just tell me did you take one of the keys off of my key ring and he had assured her that he did not and I think a day or so later she found the key on the coffee table something like that and so she thought maybe she was going a little crazy and just didn't see it was there and so she had put the key back on her key ring and she had both keys again and so didn't she didn't really think twice about it so this guy really made a copy of the key and came into the apartment when he wasn't supposed to because she had changed the locks and she he assured her that he didn't have a key to the place so he lied and came inside and and you know so honestly whatever you saw buddy that's on you right and so they're arguing in the living room and i'm hearing them argue <laughs> back and forth uh, you know, she's yelling at him, pissed off because he lied to her and, and just walked in the place and had no right to do that. And then he's yelling at her like, "Dude, you've got a whole ass dude naked in your bed." Like, wh- like they're just going back and forth. And so I'm sitting here putting my clothes on. I'm finally excited that I can get my fucking pants on. That that was really nice. So I, I start putting my pants on, and I I, I put uh, all that. And I had uh, a purple T-shirt. Because I didn't want to wear my button down up there. I wanted to kind of somewhat be comfy. I didn't have an extra you know, change of pants because I wasn't planning on staying. It just kind of happened that way. <laughs> you know. So I, I luckily, yeah. you know, when I brought my stuff upstairs in, in the earlier part of the night, I had uh, a t-shirt, an extra t-shirt that I had just hanging in my Jeep. So I, I put that on. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there walking. I got these fucking... Uh, brown dress shoes, navy blue slacks, and a purple t-shirt. I look like an idiot. <laughs> like, I look absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I start walking out. And I look at her. I was like, hey, are you going to be okay? And she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Or I'll see you later. Something like that. And I said, all right. And then, again, this was probably on me. I didn't have to say this. Uh, but as I was walking out, I was just like, hey, thanks for letting me get my pants on. Like, just to fucking be, a, you know, just to be like a little snarky, just for fun. That's just who I am. You guys know me. I'm sarcastic. I, I make light of funny like situations that are uncomfortable. That, that's my way of, uh, you know, handling it is I, I just, I'm a little bit funny with it. You know, because keep in mind, when this all happened, I didn't know what was going to happen. Dude, I'm fully naked. I'm asleep. I'm working on 18 minutes. Oh, and the other funny part, too, is my alarm went off two minutes after all this stuff went down. So I had 18 minutes of sleep in 24 hours. So I'm barely away. I'm delirious. I'm half thinking it's a dream. Like, this guy really here. So I'm not wondering. I'm wondering if this guy's going to just, like, jump on the bed and start, like, hitting me with something or, like, have a knife or like, some sort of weapon. And I'm just sitting here naked in bed, vulnerable. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was just like, you know, stand up. That did you know. 
understood the situation. Yeah, that was cool. Like, whatever. So I walked out. I was like, yeah, thanks for getting my pants on. And he's like, no, nah, bro, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at her. I'm just like, hey, listen, I don't want, I don't care. I was just kind of just saying that, like, just because I thought it was funny. And so I ended up leaving the apartment. And so I go to the elevator. And at this point, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I bring out my phone. I'm about to call everyone. Like, I knew I couldn't call Chase because Chase ain't going to be awake at 6 in the morning or 6.20, whatever, in the morning. Uh, so I, I knew I couldn't call him. I'm trying to like, call someone. So I, I have my phone. I'm not really paying attention. All of a sudden, like, I, I, I press the elevator. And I'm in it. And I, the door's about to close. And this guy like, runs in the elevator. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, finally. Like, he, he understood that like, it kind of looks bad. And he's, he's got to fight me now. So cool. Like, no problem. At least I got my pants on. I feel more comfortable with the situation lately. We can, we can fight. No problem. But no, this kid's like, hey, let me see your phone. I was like, what? He was like, I want to see the text messages. And I was like, No. We're not doing it. I was, I, was like, I was like, no, we're not doing that. And he was like, well, she's not going to show me the text. And I was like, that's your problem. And the dude, like, like grumbled to the sky. Like, I was getting on his last nerve because I wouldn't fucking sit down and show him text messages from his ex-girlfriend to me. Like, bro, like, that's not what we're doing here, buddy. We're not going to sit down and have a powwow. I don't give a fuck about you. Like, you know what I mean? And so like, he grumbles to the sky, but throws his hands up and, like, leaves the elevator. And um, at this point... I hear her say the boyfriend's name, hey, give me my phone. So he must have grabbed it from her when he exited the elevator. At this point, I'm a little concerned just because I, I, one thing I do not tolerate is domestic violence. And I, I was a little concerned that maybe she was going to be in physical danger. So instead of just going about my day, I exited the elevator and I made sure I got back to that apartment before the door closed and I went to close the door and I put my hand in it and I threw the door open and I told the gentleman I said do not put your hands on her and his response to me was this is none of your fucking business and I responded back to him I said you're right this is not my business but if you put your hands on her it will become my business and she is you know, keep in mind, like I'm 6'2", 195. The other guy's probably somewhat comparable in, in size and stature. I don't really remember. Like I said, I'm running on 20 minutes of sleep in, in 24 hours. But regardless, she's super small. She's five foot, like 107 pounds, small girl. So she's sitting there standing in between two people who are like now getting a little, a little tense. And she looks at me and she's like, hey, I'm going to be okay. And... Then he looks, like, while she's standing between us, she, he looks at me and he's like, yeah, listen to her like you did last night. I was like, hmm, buddy, like, oh, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> like, I, like, like, so, then, and then she's like, no, I promise. I was, and I, was, I looked at her, I looked at her one last time, I was like, listen, this is the last time I'm going to ask you. Are you going to be okay? She's like, yes, I don't think he's going to hurt me. I think I'm fine. Like, don't worry. I said, okay. I did my due diligence, and I left. And... That was it. And then she called me later in the day, kind of explained how afterwards the person got really upset and started throwing stuff around the apartment, breaking the mini fridge, smashing glasses and stuff. <laughs> all this crazy things, all this heavy energy that he did not have when I was right there in front of him. Um, so that was a little interesting. But long story short, to, to kind of close up here, the review that was left was from... The boyfriend, or the ex-boyfriend, I should say, the ex-boyfriend upset because of the story I just explained. So the review has nothing to do with our show, and that's what was like a little bit unsettling. It's like, listen, you know, 
you're gonna go after someone's business because of a personal situation that just seems like a um, a weak move, man. Uh, you had all the opportunity to say whatever you needed to say, to do whatever you needed to do when I was there in front of you and you chose not to. So uh, I don't know if you felt emasculated by that and that's why you needed to feel the need to, to leave a review and see that you can affect me in some way, shape or form. And then you know from that point, and I'm not gonna get into all the details because there are some things that I probably shouldn't have said, but that a couple days later, he had messaged me on a social media platform uh, somewhere between 50 and 75 times without me realizing he had sent anything because my Instagram, my personal Instagram. <laughs> not realizing he's a fucking psychopath. Sorry, man. You're not going to get into the details. I would be happy to because he made this my business now. <laughs> but please continue. <laughs> no, yeah. So I'm not going to go back and forth with what exactly was said in the Instagram direct messages because, like I said, I said a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have. Uh, and it was just more because I was I was defending myself and I didn't like the way that someone was speaking to me and disrespecting me uh, as a person. And so I responded in kind, like just like uh, I responded with the energy I received. And was that right? No, it wasn't. But I did it, and I'll own up to that. And so I don't need to go back and forth with what I said to this individual and what he said to me. But long story short of the Instagram direct messages, to get back to what I was saying, is that he messaged me between somewhere 50 to 75 times that I did not see because my personal Instagram is private. And when you have a private Instagram, you don't see messages that come in from people who don't follow you. So I had no idea that this person was... Um, messaging me and the only reason I found out is because afterwards that girl did not feel safe in her apartment after all the smashing of shit that he was doing after I had left and so I had invited her to bring her stuff to my place and she could stay with me which she did for six days <laughs> I, don't, I, I probably shouldn't say that part but you know it, it's a fact the person stayed with me for an extended period of time and the only reason I found out that this guy messaged me is because she said hey if you're getting messages just ignore them and so I was like well I haven't been getting messages that's a weird thing for you to say so I pull up my phone and I look into my message requests I hit the message request button and I see like I said 50 to 75 messages of just <laughs> of just the same thing over and over again it's like a copy and pasted message just trying to get my attention trying to get my attention and Finally, like I saw, and you know, the words he used were very derogatory uh, towards, like, actually, you know, I, I probably should say what he said, but I, I won't because, you know, I, I don't want anyone to feel uh, any sort of way. But certain words that you shouldn't say, you know, in, in this environment anymore were, were thrown around uh, by this individual. I never responded in kind with that in terms of, you know, the names that were chosen to be used. I will say it's an F word uh, that is derogatory towards a certain group of people. That was used a lot. And I, I very easily screenshot these messages and likely ruined this kid's life by getting him fired from his position by, you know, just being homophobic. Uh, but I won't do that. You know, that, that's not what this is about. What, what this is about is explaining why we have a one star review that says what it says and this entire situation kind of boiling into why we're here talking about it today so like i said i'm not going to 
go back and forth of the exact messages him and I exchanged back and forth. Like I said, I, I said a lot of things I shouldn't have said. Uh, I was very rude and disrespectful because it was the energy I was receiving. So I gave it back in the same way. And you know, maybe I should have just ignored it. But uh, I, I chose not to. I chose to handle it the way I did. In any event, he has since blocked me uh, on, on the social media <laughs> platform, which was probably the safest bet for him. And uh, yeah, so that that is my story in its entirety. That is why if you look on Apple Podcasts, you will see that one-star review that says Josh Nelson is a cheater. Um, it was just uh, a boy who was upset about a girl, man. That That's really all it was. And that's where I'll leave it at, man. That's where I'll leave it at. Yeah, I do want to give like my little tiny take here. Not much, but and I won't go into details or anything at all, but let's encyclopedia Chase Brown this bitch. My thought is though like and I'll just go into from an outside perspective. I don't know what the fuck this kid's deal was doing there. You said he showed up super early in the morning, way before 8 a.m., showed up with his own key that he probably copied. I don't know what his plan was, was to try to get like a nice little quickie in or maybe like to see some remnants of him here. I have no idea. I'll just throw that there. What I will say, if you're going to leave a review like that, that's way out of context, at least have the decency to put your name down. Like, I don't get like I accept we accept we're a team. We accept all reviews, positive and negative. That's constructive criticism. That's the name of the game. But don't go blast us with some burner account. You know, be an adult about it. That's what I'll say about that. But, man, what a uh, – I am stoked for season three, man. Are you ready to get it going for this season three of Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy? Yeah, absolutely. Super excited. For, <laughs> yeah, for I think so. <laughs> and with that, let's get it going. I'll let you close this out, brother. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I am super excited for, for season three. You know, to get back on track with stuff that we actually talk about on the show. That just was a, a, a side show that I think was important that we covered. Um, actually, you know, I, that was something that Chase kind of sprung on me there in, in the moment. But I'm, I'm low-key glad that he did because I think it was important to get that out there to, to the reason of, of why we're receiving this. Because I don't want people to think I'm just like a terrible human out here, you know, messing around with married people's wives and stuff. And, you know, like there's a way that the, the review was written is, oh, this person constantly is trying to homewreck situations. Like, dude, you knew me for six minutes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> you don't know me at all. You have no idea what I... a girl I, that was single, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With a, girl for, with a girl that was technically single. You were the ex-boyfriend. You were kicked out of the apartment. You used the key that you made in secret to enter the apartment. All right? So, like, let's not sit here and, like, make up lies and stuff. And then, let's just say, uh, uh, in, just play devil's advocate here for a second. Let's just say he was still her boyfriend. They were still together. Motherfucker, I'm single. I didn't cheat on anyone. Your girlfriend <laughs> cheated. If that's the case and you all were together, your girlfriend cheated. Take that up with her. Leave her a bad review at work. I don't give a fuck. But, like, you're not going to sit here and say that I cheated. I didn't do shit. I was a single person. And I was, and in my defense, I'm thinking I'm messing around with another single person. So that, that yeah, dude, don't get the fuck out of my face, dog. But <laughs> in, any, in any event, in any event, we'll leave that alone. We, we, we expressed what we needed to express. But to move forward into where we're going from here for season three of Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy, this has been like a really fun, you know, show to kind of get us, you know, back in the swing of things. I know I mentioned uh, next week we're going to be covering Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. A lot of great things down the pipeline, both what we're going to cover this season and in the future. Great topics that we brought up, 
in terms of things that uh, you know that are levels of controversy between you know Harry Potter series, what's going on with King the Conqueror and Marvel. So it's just an exciting time to be in the genre because there's a lot going on, and I'm just happy to be in the thick of it. Uh, so that's that's really what I had to say there. On, on that end, guys, if you haven't already done so. Please go ahead and leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and click star ratings on Spotify. Uh, Everyone's been doing a great job with that. We really appreciate it. So, you know, and it obviously depends on what device you have. So if you have an iPhone, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have an Android, you can leave us a review on, on Spotify, Google Play. Just, you know, whatever the case may be, those those are different forums. But the podcast itself, you can find us anywhere. We're on our host site, Podbean. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We got some clips on YouTube. We're on TikTok, which is at Ridiculous Patronus. We're on Instagram, at Official Ridiculous Patronus. We've got the backup uh, TikTok, at Fact underscore or underscore Fantasy. We've got the backup Instagram, at Fact underscore or underscore Fantasy. We're out there in all forums. So anywhere you get your podcasts, Jason, Josh, Factor Fantasy are there. And, you know, for the very first time in season three of Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy, thank you so much for being the shields that guard the realms of fantasy. It's been a great one today, but we are out because this has been another ridiculous production. Chase and Josh. Factor Fantasy. Signing Signing off. off.